What is up, y'all? Happy Saturday. This week, we are reacting to the Ime Udoka situation. I do want to preface this, that this was recorded before some of the other details came out in that press conference. Um, we will get to that next week. Don't you worry. Um, we are also celebrating the Jags and Water Dogs win. And we have a super fun tea party segment for you guys at the end of the show. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Love you guys so much. Let's have a good one. Let's go. Yeah. Gonna talk a little bit, sip a little bit. Sarah, Kendra, I see you ladies. Y'all know what time it is. Uh. Woo. Looking like you just graduated. Woo. Coming from a place that y'all gravitate. Woo. Looking like a boss, I just had to say. Woo. I know you got the sauce, no potato bread. Woo. All right, sis, knock him out, Mike Tyson. Woo. And I'd like it. Show me a place I can buy it. Woo. But you priceless. Super I'm Amy no Towers, and you're listening to Saturdays and Seltzers. Let's fucking go. What is up, party people? Welcome to Saturdays and Seltzers. My name is Kendra Middleton, alongside my co-host, Sarah Griffin. As always, we are going to start things off with our high-low hero segment, which is our high of our last week, our low of our last week, and our hero of our last week. Sarah, what was your high of the week? Um, my high, well, obviously, the water dogs winning definitely was a high. I just filled off in general. I got to hang out with Mackie a lot, so that was definitely a high for me. I love Mackie. I <laughs> am glad you guys had a good time and that things went in your favor yeah. <laughs> bragging rights for sarah for sure um my high also a big win we said that we were going to be annoying as hell for the next week at least <laughs> until sunday i mean sarah's season's over so she can be annoying for the rest of the year <laughs> but the jags won which i will get into it was insane it was awesome social media has been hilarious the memes have been crazy it's so funny when a losing franchise, a historically losing franchise, like wins a game and wins a game big because everyone overreacts, everyone blows up, like everyone makes like ridiculous memes, which I'm sure you've seen yeah. me like retweeting, but like this was our <laughs> fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> like the Colts have not won in Jacksonville since I was in high school. Really? I, oh, I remember 20. you saying that last week, actually. I am 26 and the Colts have not won in Jacksonville since I was in high school. And not only that, but I think that most of, like, I think that their franchise has only been shut out a couple of times and it's been, I think, if not all, all but one to the Jags. Mm -hmm. So wow. I, I love beating the Colts. It's a good time. I mean, <laughs> I obviously hate the Titans more, but Colts are, Colts are a close second. <laughs> um, all right. So what was your low? Because I had one, but in the last 30 minutes, I have had two more. So Yeah. <laughs> Milo uh well Monday I had probably the worst hangover I think I've ever had in my life <laughs> was it worth At it first, oh it was definitely worth it like I had a great fucking time <laughs> I know Mackie also she said it was the worst hangover she's ever had too I was throwing up I should do not until 6 30 mind you I got on my first train at 5 30 so <laughs> I got one point I'm like throwing up in the Amtrak bathroom and of course a little kid and dad are sitting right near the bathroom and you know it's the quiet car an so Amtrak bathroom too oh! everyone can fucking hear what I'm doing obviously 
And as soon as I walk out, this little kid goes, hey, were you just throwing up in there? Sarah. Are you like, yeah, food poisoning, kid? I just don't ask that. That's rude. I was just like, ah. I want to off myself and then I just had a migraine because you know everyone as everyone listens to the show knows I'm very prone to migraines definitely alcohol triggers them and of course mm. I was all out of my migraine meds so I wasn't able because I had to renew the prescription it was this whole big thing I wasn't able to get them till last night around four so I just like had this migraine since Monday morning up until last night it was just getting progressively worse and I was like this is the end for me like Mm. I would never have been happier to wake up this morning and just have no pain anywhere (laughs) see that's the thing for me like I always have to justify if the party was worth the hangover (laughs) and if it is like that's awesome but I feel like most of the time it's not but like a championship like you have to go balls to the wall Oh yeah, like by yesterday, I was like, there is nothing that could have been worth having a migraine now for fucking three days. But like Monday, like it was such a long day, but I was like, you know what? I had fucking fun. Like it was worth it. Tuesday, I was just such a zombie that I couldn't really be bothered to get out of bed. So I was like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's worth it. Yeah. Um, My one low, which if you followed <laughs> the saga across social media of what <laughs> I did... <laughs> <laughs> I shaved Jackson myself and I watched all the YouTube videos. I did all of the research, but I had never used an electric razor before. Mm-hmm. And so Jackson has like literally like 30 naked bald spots all over his body. Like he looks like he went through like a wood chipper. It's actually really bad. Like he, I took this picture. Okay. I took this picture of him pooping this morning just because it was a good view of like how shitty this haircut is. These are not markings. These are literally bald spots (laughs) that I shaved into Jackson on accident. Wait, (laughs) I have a, and then wait this one of his stomach oh my god (laughs) I fucked his shit up and you know what (laughs) the best part about it was that the internet cared way more than I did and way more than he did everyone was like your feet pictures should be paying to take him to the groomer and like all this stuff and it's like yeah okay groomers aren't expensive like it's like I'd say like 75 to 100 bucks every time you go but he has to go like every six weeks because his hair grows so fast and his groomer is super far so I was like all right like I can do it like whatever it was a $30 trimmer and you know what I'm gonna keep doing it one because I think it's fucking hilarious two he's a dog who cares and three like I'll get better at it and the thing is is that like he's not difficult to work with he literally just sat there like he just took it like there there was no fight no struggle nothing but I will say I had an entire trash bag full of dog hair like he shed another dog (laughs) so that was my original low and then within the last half hour I think the cod beta fried my xbox because it's just so broken and two my couch came in a week early cool fine awesome who I paid $80 for it to be shipped which also not that bad fine whatever I get it's a large piece of furniture fine 
The delivery person left it in the fucking rain, literally the step down from my porch to the point where I go out there and the whole box is like soaking wet. And I'm trying to pull it up my stairs and I can't because the whole box is broken. And I have like a Boston, like narrow staircase. Like it is, Yeah. I have a hard enough time getting up the stairs with groceries, let alone a fucking couch. And I tried to pull it up there. It ripped my whole nail off. My nail is bleeding. I have like nothing left on, like ugh, oh. gross. And now I'm in pain and I made myself, I was already making a drink when I was texting Sarah before I tried to pull <laughs> my couch up my stairs. Also, being a single woman is awesome. Like I don't want a boyfriend whatsoever, but having a boy in these situations would be clutch. Mm-hmm. Like if I was getting like some mediocre dick and like someone to help me build furniture or like do shit that I don't want to do, that would be awesome. Like I like we had Jordan's boyfriend do everything in this apartment. Like he put in my AC, he like mounted all our TVs. <laughs> yeah. It's like I love being single. I don't want a boyfriend. Like I'm not in a place for a relationship like I mean, I am, but like, I, like, I, I'm not sold on one, which is why I say that I'm not in a place for one. Like I have the capacity to be in a relationship, but I'm not like searching for one really. Yeah. But it's just like, it would be nice if, you know, I could like call up, I mean, I have guy friends, but like, it's just not the same. Like if I could call up a guy and be like, Hey, can your bitch ass like come get my fucking couch upstairs? That would be lit, you know? But it's like, it's just, it's back to like what I was saying when I moved, like having a guy for certain things would be awesome. Mm-hmm. So oh, I, yeah, like I had a great week other than the last half hour of my life. Like my Xbox might be dead <laughs> and now nobody can get in my building because my wet box of couch is just in the hallway. <laughs> so end scene. Um, <laughs> what was your hero? Um, I have two heroes. One I gotta say city of Philadelphia again just I fucking love Philly like I love Philly can we move (laughs) I want to move out of Boston so bad it's just like I don't know what it is about that city it's I love Philly like the people like everything just everything love Philly and then my other hero now the PLL is over and especially with all the Celtic stuff going on like I am so glad I'm a diehard Bruins, like, NHL person, (laughs) because for once, I'm like, I'm like, again, I say, I knew this was going to happen. I'm like, I'm all excited about the Bruins season. I know I'm going to regret that in, like, even two months, but, like, right now, all I'm getting is all this cute little preseason content training camp stuff, and then Celtics fans are, like, in fucking shambles. I was like, look at uh, Brad Marshall solving uh, Rubik's Cube. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I, I have that in our notes but I will say the two tweets that I've been dying over today over this like whole scandal was someone saying that who knew that we would pay for Tom Brady's success in New England with our literal (laughs) blood sweat and tears and then I saw another one that was like what is it with Celtics coaches being so horny because it was Rick Pitino, Ime Udoka, and then um, Doc Rivers because he was liking porn on the TL last week. And I was just like, bonk. So um, we'll get into the NBA stuff in a second after my hero. But my hero, if you're in our Discord or you follow either of us on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, we have a fan named shmoo in all of these chats and whatnot he's very active he's funny like he's just he is a character okay (laughs) 
And so I was streaming for the NFL the other night and he just casually drops that his cat likes to eat Tostitos nachos. Okay. And the whole chat freaked out because we were like, are, is this by choice? Like, are you feeding the cat the nachos? Like this whole, this whole chat went off for like half an hour about nacho cat. And it turns out that he puts shrimp nachos in the cat's bowl (laughs) and feeds the cat nachos. And he tagged us in a video of nacho cat. And this cat sure as shit eats fucking cheese Tostitos nachos. (laughs) And I just, I'm obsessed. Like this is like my new corn kid, but it's nacho cat. Like I, I, that's fucking awesome. That's hilarious. So Nacho Cat was my absolute hero this week because every time I get on the stream, everyone's like, where the fuck is Nacho Cat guy? <laughs> so I feel like he's usually on there. I know he's usually pretty, a- he, he stays active. I, <laughs> I am so pro Nacho Cat. Um, so yeah, that was my hero this week, but we can hop into some NBA stuff. Actually a lot of like, we never talk NBA, but I feel like a lot of like shit in our realm happened this week. So we have Mm -hmm. some, some comments, obviously, if you aren't in the Boston area or if it's now Saturday and you didn't hear the Shams Woj bomb that dropped last night. Ime Udoka has been suspended for the entirety of the 2022-2023 season for a consensual sexual relationship with someone on the staff. There's been a lot of speculation as to who a lot of fans have inappropriately been posting and tagging like women on the staff, which got really gross. Like I will say the way that the internet works, like, okay, I'm going to be 100% transparent here. Do I agree with like semi-doxing these women? Absolutely not. Did I laugh at some of the tweets? Yes. <laughs> I did laugh at some of them. I was like, oh no, like, I get it. Like I yeah. get it. Because it was like these like beautiful women. But then at the same point, it's like, you don't know who it is. And now it's just these random women who are like, most of them are just professionals, like whatever, like they have families, like reputations uphold. And now you're just like blasting their face Mm -hmm. everywhere, hooked to these allegations that like, we don't know who it is. It's just like so dangerous. Yeah. And it's like, I don't agree with that whatsoever, but obviously like the second biggest part of this story is that he's married to a very famous woman, Mia Long. And that's what a lot of the memes have been about. But the thing is, is that I saw today, and I don't know if this is true. It's just, obviously you have to take whatever you see on the internet with a grain of salt, but apparently him and Nia Long are potentially separated. Yeah, I did see that. And I saw people like reposting stuff like, well, she was posting about when they're in the finals and stuff. I'm like, all right, but Mm -hmm. especially celebrity couples, like they do that type of stuff all the time. Look at Tom and Giselle. Like they're mid- yeah they're mid fucking divorce house (laughs) yeah and she was like good luck today tom like whatever which we don't have that in our notes this week but i do want to make a comment about it because we talked about it the last couple of weeks i and i don't i like i said i don't know this to be fact like you have to take everything you see on the internet to be like you have to take it for what it is i Mm -hmm. saw that part of the reason that he left the reason that he left that trip 
was it because they were fighting? And I saw the social media posts from him. It was Jack, his first son's 15th birthday. And he left to go celebrate Jack's 15th birthday. And I'm not speculating that that's, you know, why they were fighting, because it's definitely not like it's obviously a lot to do with Tom's career. But if you want to get mad at him for going to leave this vacation that he took time off during the season for because he wants to go celebrate a kid that's not yours birthday, like that's kind Mm -hmm. of fucked. Yeah, I agree. So I don't know. Like, I love Jack. I think he's the cutest of all the kids. Like, he seems like a really sweet kid. He's been like a great big brother from what I can tell to the other two. So like, we stay on Jack Brady. (laughs) But Back to the basketball stuff. Uh, The other thing that I wanted to comment on in this situation before I talk about Robert Sarver for a second, Joe Mazzula, I guess, is going to be the interim head coach, which I guess that he has like a domestic assault arrest or something like that. Did you see that? Which I didn't know. Okay. If you're going to like, because this case is obviously like a thing, like it's a company policy. Like it's not like the NBA did Mm -hmm. it. It's a Celtics. If we're going moral high ground here, like... You're going to have to pick a better, better choice if that's the mindset you're rolling with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so my, my big thing is that like, all right, I get that it's company policy, which I did see Stephen A. Smith say this today. And I agree with him that the Celtics broke this without having to, like they could have done it with like in-house and announced it after like whatever your policy is, whatever. Fine. I totally agree with that. My thing is if, Ime and whoever this other party is don't have the same punishment. If she gets fired and he's suspended or whatever, I actually will riot because that's fucking unreal. Just because he's a coach and has had success in his first season here, whatever. If he's getting a year suspension and she gets fired or doesn't have a similar repercussion, whatever, like that's absolute fucking bullshit. And I kind of see that as a, like a, a battle against women in this industry. Well, now I'm seeing that he might just resign altogether. I saw that too. So like, there has to be more to this story just because the way it's all come out, like, like I know you said Stephen A, I saw that rant too. And he was like, the Celtics like put that information out. It's not like some random insider in like Utah or something. Like, yeah. like this came directly from them. I just don't really get what the intentions would be if it was not that I'm trying to downplay the situation, but if it was a consensual thing and yeah, I get like, it's a affair, you know, whatnot. You can't fuck your All coworkers. That, yeah. But still, I'm just like, I don't get why you would release that information if there's not more to it. Yeah. And so I don't know. Like, I just I think that the punishment has to be the same. It has to be the same. Like you can't let one mm-hmm. keep their job or the other or whatever. And it's like, yeah, you can't fuck your coworkers. Totally get that. But you just, I, I, I don't know. It's just really weird to me. Like I, I feel, I feel really torn about what is going to happen here. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I did see a tweet that it could potentially, and here's the thing, the way that the article was worded it, I think that it verbatim Woj's tweet said like someone within like basketball, like team staff is I believe what was used was team staff which obviously narrows Mm -hmm. down a lot of people but the rumor that I've seen to have like the most merit at the moment which doesn't match the description of the Woj bomb was that it could potentially be the president's wife which which here's my thing one that's not a co-worker 
two, yeah. that's not team staff. So that's the thing is that like, I don't believe that to be true just because of the way that the article was written. But if mm-hmm. that is true, I don't think he deserves a suspension for that. No. That's not a coworker. So, no. And but no. that's the thing is that the way that the Celtics reported it, I see some merit in that because I could see the president leaking that as like a vengeful husband. Oh, absolutely. I'm like, that would honestly make the most sense out of everything. Yeah. yeah, totally. So it's like that's why I see that argument, but it doesn't match the description that was given. So there's a lot of ins and outs here, a lot of loose ends, obviously in the coming weeks, we'll see how this plays out, but those are just my immediate thoughts, immediate reactions, reading way too far into Twitter, that whole thing, especially because like we're here in Boston. Like, I feel like that's just, that's, it's our market. That's been my entire feed all day. I don't think I've seen a fucking single tweet outside of that. Yeah. I have not really seen anything else besides that. Yep. So one more basketball comment before we talk about some other things. Um, Robert Sarver is being called upon to sell the Phoenix Suns and his other teams that he owns for having said the N-word multiple times and verbally attacking women, staff, and players. Um, I did, the, the big thing about all of this has been his apology, which I believe was absolute bullshit. Um, it, it was kind of like a really long winded response that just was an absolute load of crap um he was basically saying that he had errors in judgment and personal philosophy and values and he accepts the consequences but this moment is an opportunity for me to demonstrate a capacity to learn and grow as we continue to build a working culture where every employee feels comfortable and value but then he basically goes on to say and you can look up this quote i might even post a link he basically goes on to say that he should be excused because of the current culture climate which is absolute bullshit like I think the NBA is like 70 something percent African Americans and it's like I I don't think I don't think it's like in good faith for me to say that this guy is sexist and racist and all of these things because I, I shouldn't say that and I can't say that but when you demonstrate things like this as a team owner of a predominantly black organization that's a problem especially when you have your hands in a pot with women's teams as well I know that he made some comments about like the cheerleaders being fat and stuff like that like fuck all the way off and then you're gonna come oh out with God. this like, yeah and then you're gonna come out with this bullshit apology where you're basically like not saying like you're sorry but not sorry mm-hmm. and so I saw LeBron tweet saying that he's so glad to be in a league where they advocate for change and I totally am with LeBron on that like I we've said that before I'll say it again I think the NBA handles this shit way better than anybody else it's like a one strike and you're it's a one strike and you're out league. And I think that that has to do with the fact of fact of like how diverse the culture and the players and people in and around basketball are that they have to be. But that's what I love about the sport of basketball. I'm not a huge basketball fan from like a game perspective. I love basketball. I love to watch basketball. I love the postseason, but it's not my favorite sport, but I continue mm-hmm. to come back and consume the NBA because of how, and you know what? I hate to throw around this world, this word, but like of how woke they are. And mm-hmm. that's why I love the NBA. And that's why I agree with LeBron is it's like, he should absolutely have to sell the team, but he only got, it's a slap on the wrist to have to sell a team and have a $10 million fine when you're that rich. But I think that, I think the NBA is making an example of him. And we've said this before when all of the fucking shit happened with the Raiders 
Like this is not going to stop. And I'm glad that it's not going to stop. Oh yeah. I feel like it, like it sucks that there's been so many situations like this in the last few years, but I think progressively we've seen it just get better with how it's handled, especially yep. like granted, this is the NBA who, like you said, and we've been saying like they handled these things a lot better than most other leagues. But just the fact that at least like these things are brought to light and like there's a conversation about it where in the past if shit like this happened, like we probably don't even know about it. Yeah, it's true. So that was us talking basketball, a.k.a. <laughs> us talking culture and basketball, because that's all we're good for. Um, I have one MLB note that I put in. Obviously, I think that this is something you probably want to touch on briefly, too. Aaron Judge is going to do the thing. Yeah. I'm sorry. I love Otani as much as the next person. And I know there's a lot of Red Sox fans that because Aaron Judge is a Yankee that no, like Otani, no, 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 no. It has to be Aaron Judge. I'm sorry. I don't care. It has to be Aaron Judge. You're on crack if you think it should be anyone else. He's going to break the record, dude. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's signed, sealed, delivered. And I know that there is a lot of speculation as to what the actual record is and a lot of people are pissed, but I, I, I like this. I did tweet last night. Someone, I think it was passing tweeted this quote from Babe Ruth that said, I want to see another son of a bitch do that when he broke the home run <laughs> record, which is fucking awesome. Like yes. the fact, the fact that he was spitting game like that way back then. <laughs> awesome. Aaron judge was just like, I'm so glad to be here. Like honored to do this yeah. in pinstripes, like very politically like savvy. Nah, Talk your shit, dude. Do it. Like, fucking spew it. And that's why I'm Team Babe Ruth. Roger Maris, see you later. Sayonara. I did see Emerson Latia tweet, and I thought this was really funny how he was like, whoever is pitching to Aaron Judge for the next couple of weeks should just throw him absolute meatballs so you can go down to the record <laughs> book, too. So, yep. I, I just wanted to talk about that really quick just because that's like, all that's going on in baseball. Did we talk about last week, the potential of Aaron Judge becoming a Red Sox? I can't remember. Yeah, we did. We did. Okay. Yeah. That was the only other thing that I wanted to talk about. So I just wanted to comment on that really quick. I had some college football notes, but oh, Tyler's not here. We were going to talk some college football. I'm going to skip it over because I'm going to just go straight into the NFL because Tyler's not here. That's the only reason I have these notes in here. Tyler's cat is in the cat hospital. So RIP to Tyler tonight. Right. He's not on the show. Yeah. His cat's fine. I think it just needs, I think his cat got in a scrap. It seems. Oh, gritty. Yeah. Tyler's, <laughs> Tyler's cat is for the boys. So he's a real one. Um, so I just have a couple NFL notes. Obviously I hinted earlier at the Jags. I have a couple notes just as like, lines of reactions this was the first time that I have seen Trevor Lawrence have a complete game in his entire career like he's had some flashes some glimpses of being that dude of being an NFL gunslinger like he he's shown some promise but he's also shown some absolute fucking bullshit reads of defenses (laughs) like bad bad throws bad reads whatever you want to call it like he's had he's had some bullshit but this was the most complete game that I've seen from him and if he can play like this week in and week out he's that dude. Like I'm here for it. Like he's already like, I just, I I was impressed by this. I just don't know if this success can be sustained and I'll get Mm -hmm. to that in a minute. Two, Devin Lloyd and Trayvon Walker, both of the first round picks for the Jag this year are 
two of four rookies with interceptions on the season so far. So those picks are paying off. I I've gotten into the Trayvon Walker stuff already. If you want to listen to that, go back to either last week's episode or our draft episode. Um, I love Trayvon Walker. It's, it, it wasn't for me anything to do other than having a safe pick. And I got into that last week. I think that he's going to be awesome. He's an athletic freak, but I was more excited about the Devin Lloyd pick. And I still am like, yeah, Trayvon's a playmaker. He's a name, like whatever. But Devin Lloyd, I think is going to be that dude for us. Like he's been kind of quiet so far in comparison, but I I'm very impressed by him so far. I think that this was a complete game for us on both sides of the ball. Like if you have a shutout, and you put up 24 points against a team that's favored in this division. Like that's a complete game. A shutout in general is a complete game. Um, obviously I talked about how awesome Christian Kirk was last week. I am still on that vibe. I think that he is having, I don't even think, I think other than Stefan Diggs, I think that he might be having like the best season statistically so far this year. And he's been an absolute security blanket in the red zone. Like I, he just, He's worth every cent of that contract so far to me. I've been an advocate of that contract since it was signed. Like, I'm here for it. I think the other Mm -hmm. reason that the Jags were successful this weekend was because they were finally able to let James Robinson cook. That was the problem that they had last season. You have one one of the best before his injury, obviously. And obviously, ETN got hurt before the season even started. But that was one of the big things last year where we needed to be running the ball to be successful. You have one of the best backs in the league. And you're not running the ball. And that was a big problem for us. And why we couldn't finish week one was that we weren't running the fucking ball. And we did last week and we had the most success we've had in a long time. So I, and I know that Doug Peterson said before last week that that was their plan was to keep giving James Robinson the ball. And I hope that we continue to do that. Like we have, we have such a dynamic running game between the two of them. They're such different players they are so diverse. Like we can absolutely eat up defenses with that run game. Um, couple other things before I just make some comments about the other games. I think it's hilarious that big media refuses to talk about the Jags. Like, <laughs> you know, me, you're the same way we have sports on or are reading something about games at all, at all times in the day. Like mm-hmm. I'm either listening to a podcast, watching a show like between NFL network, ESPN podcasts. They listen to 24 seven. The only fucking person I heard give the Jags their props was Jamie Erdahl on good morning football. And I fucking love Jamie. She's a real one. And I love her on that show. So I, I, I hope they keep doubting us truly. I really do. Um, so that was my recap for last week. My question about the Jags moving forward is, is this sustainable? Which is why I'm trying not to overreact to this win last week is because they now go, they pulled the AFC West in their games for the season. So that's obviously the toughest division in football right now. Like there's no question about it. And it's like, now we go to play the chargers. Justin Herbert got hurt last week towards the end of that game. And honestly, I don't even think he has to play this week for the chargers to still be able to kick our ass. That being said, I, it's true. <laughs> the chargers are fucking good. Their defense is unreal. And Justin <laughs> Herbert's a cutie. And I think that they should rest him this week because I don't really think that they need him. But mm-hmm. that being said, as long as the Jags don't beat themselves this week and they don't even have to win, play a good game. Don't beat yourself. I'll be happy. That's all I want. But if they go to LA and embarrass themselves after this last week or play how they did the first half of week one, like that's going to be an issue. And I'm going to be all out again on drinking this Kool-Aid because that's the thing. Week one, cool. Crap shoot. Week one's always a crap shoot. 
Mm-hmm. Second week, you're playing a team in Jacksonville that hasn't won here since 2014. So obviously you play well against this team at home and this team does not play well against you on the road. Cool. I think that this is week one for the Jags. Like I really do. Like you had a good win last week. Keep the success okay, going. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think that this is week one for us. I really do. Like I, so that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, I think that as long as they play up to the standard that they did last week or close to it, I'm happy. And I'll still go to Philly. Like, but if they play <laughs> like shit, I'm not, I'm, dude, Philly tickets are so expensive. They are. So we were honestly, cause I almost just stayed the other night. Cause I was like, I don't feel good, whatever. And it was, cause it was the Eagles game. And I'm like, well, it's right near us. We looked at the tickets. Mm-mm. no yeah. I'm heading home that shit's expensive I know and I got put in a group chat today like with some of my friends from home who are going I know you probably know Eric Dunn and those guys but oh, yeah. Eric was like I can probably maybe get you two tickets like on the low 100 bucks I was like I'll go for that I'll go for that yeah. like easy I'll go for that so that's where I'm at there um my only other comment about sort of the Jags is this is the first time the Lions Jags and Jets have won in the same day since 2011 damn that's a long time and the giants <laughs> are really two, long time and the giants are two and oh like that's the nfl <laughs> is fucking nuts right now and i am thriving in the chaos i said that on my tiktok like that i just posted i was like if you had a good week sports betting on the nfl last week you're a fucking liar or <laughs> you're a time traveler which <laughs> Is why I want to comment on a couple other things before we get into our PLL recap, which I did rewatch the game just for this show. I would like it to be known. Um, did you see the Trey Lance and the strippers situation? I did. Okay. Do you have any thoughts about it? Because I made mine very clear. I think it's very much a non-issue and you're, again, you're on crack if you think that he's the only athlete doing that, which I don't know what actually thinks that from like, why are we pretending to be upset about this? <laughs> Dude, it's ridiculous. Like, why is this even news? I tweeted, like, who gives a fuck if you like strippers? And the amount of, like, dudes who want, like, the purest form of virgin woman or she's, like, a whore in my mentions were fucking unreal. And it's like, okay, cool. Maybe you're, like, a Mormon or something. Fine. But, like, if you think that he is the only one touching stripper titties in this league you are fucking crazy crazy a thousand percent i'm like honestly there's probably guys with high-end escorts that they're paying a lot fucking more money for than whatever trey lance paid to go with some strippers i did think it was really funny i don't know if you saw the tweets that were like yo 49ers quarterbacks got that dog in them. Trey Lance loves strippers and Jimmy G dates 50 year old porn stars. (laughs) That was awesome. Um, But yeah, so Trey Lance also got hurt last week, which fucking sucks. He's out for the season. I do think that it should have been the move to have Jimmy G start from the start. I think that this gives them a better chance to win the Super Bowl with the roster that they have, yada, yada. I think everybody else feels that way. I think it was premature for them to give Trey Lance the ball this year given the roster and the time that they have to get it done done I think it's a blessing in disguise for the 49ers but obviously like that fucking sucks like that I I I watched the replay over and over again because I'm a sick fuck but like (laughs) his leg did things that people's bones should not do (laughs) oh yeah um (laughs) 
I do want to say that Kyler Murray is fucking him. I have been appreciating the tweets that are like, he's not watching any film this week because the Call of Duty beta is out. (laughs) (laughs) Those have been really funny. That was a fucking phenomenal comeback. I think that he ran 85 yards in like 10 seconds or something for that. Like, I can't remember if it was a touchdown or a two point conversion. I don't even, it was 85 yards in 20 seconds. That's what it was. I don't even Mm -hmm. think like, not going lateral, nothing. I don't think that I could run an 85 yard dash in 20 seconds. I really don't. No, no, no. And I like to think I'm a pretty fast runner too. Absolutely. Fuck no, no chance, dude. I think I would pass out before I even got halfway. <laughs> like, it's just, not, I, dude, I broke a nail trying to carry my couch up my stairs. <laughs> like, hello. Um, also, there was just crazy comebacks this week. The fucking Dolphins game was also crazy. Regardless, pay Lamar Jackson. We stand Lamar. Um, I know you saw this too, which is why I put it in our notes. Did you see the fucking tailgate? I know everyone was talking about it in the Muni lot at the Browns game with the fucking dummy. Oh yeah, I did see that. I don't even understand how there is a divide here. I'm, I don't know. I feel like we've just been saying the same fucking things about these, like, I don't even know what to say anymore about them. No, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't have anything else to say other than fuck you people. Like, Mm -hmm. regardless of if you think that he's innocent, why would you make jokes about it? Also, the golden hour is really (laughs) hitting my eye right now, (laughs) but I like don't want to move anything because I know in 10 minutes it's like going to be gone. (laughs) um only other things I want to say Kellen Moore deserves a head coaching job fire Mike McCarthy and keep it in house give him the job the Cowboys beat the fucking Bengals with Cooper Rush at quarterback the Bengals are 0-2 Sarah our boys 0-2 I know Joey B it's not been a great start to the season did you see his I felt so bad for him in press yesterday. I think it was yesterday because people were asking him like about the social media reaction that he's been getting and stuff like that. And he was like, I deleted social media. I can't. I didn't see that, but honestly, the best move, that seems to be the right move for every athlete. I agree. I think that like everyone should take a page from Justin Herbert's book. And I know it's because he's an introvert. Have someone else run your fucking social media. Yeah. So... Oh, and two for the Bengals. I'm kind of out on their season, man. I'm like, I only pay attention to them for Joe, like, girl. So I get the notifications and stuff and the updates. And I'm just like, well, something tells me that we're not going to be seeing the Super Bowl. I know. I saw a stat and I can't remember the exact year, but I was shocked. The last time a team made like a Super Bowl appearance and went 0 and 2 was like 10 or 15 years ago. Really? Yeah. Like it's been a long ass time. Yikes. So I'm kind of out on the Bengals season. I love Joe. Like I, I love their team, love their roster. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of out on it, dude. Um, two other things. And we'll get into our PLL recap. One, I think Jalen Hurts has solidified his spot with the Eagles. Good for Jalen Hurts. He, I, I said last week on TikTok in my picks that For week one, it wasn't that he did anything wrong. He just didn't impress me. And sometimes doing nothing wrong is doing everything right. And then this week on Monday night, 
I was so impressed by Jalen Hurts. Like, I, I think that he has the knowledge and the football IQ to be able to do things like not do anything wrong and be able to step up when he needs to step up. And that's what happened, especially the Eagles defense. They fucking shut down Justin Jefferson the other night. Go off Darius Slay, King, <laughs> War Eagle. Um, and I'm out on the Viking season. I'm out. I'm out. I'm sorry. The NFC North <laughs> isn't anything spectacular. Like Aaron Rodgers, fine. His receivers fucking suck. The Lions could be like a low-key sneaky, like they might make some noise in that division, but I'm fucking out on Kirk Cousins. And rant. That's all I have for the NFL. Sarah, go off. It is your turn. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was you said you watched the game, right? Mm-hmm. I thought that was the best playoff game that we've seen all, all this postseason so far. Like I really, that water dogs whip snakes game was a really good game, but I thought this one, like it was very, very physical, which I was a big fan of. I think, especially when you have more eyes than usual on the game, because it was a championship game. Like I had like people watch your text be like, are all the games like this? Like, this is like great. I was like, yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> The, I mean, that's the thing is like, I feel the best way to describe this game was that it felt like a championship game. Like it, it felt like, and for the chaos, like I, I, I listened to part of my take this week and I told you, I told you some of the stuff that was said, it felt as though there was something on the line and yeah, coming into the postseason, the chaos won two games and one out to get to the championship. And sure, they didn't have the best regular season, but they put on a fucking show, dude. Like they, I for a minute, I was like, all right, you know, playoff chaos, here we go, run it back, whatever. It felt, it felt, it felt like a true like championship. Like everyone was putting their shit on the line. And mm-hmm. it, I, I had a fun, I usually I don't have a good time rewatching games when I already know what happened, but it wasn't miserable for me to watch it back. And that's, that says a lot. No. Yeah. They have nothing to hang their heads over. You know, they got to that three uh, Oh start in the game. And I was like, fuck man. Like I feel like one, the water dogs defense to start. I was saying this to Mackie with each quarter. I feel like they just got better and better. The mm-hmm. water dogs defense by the totally. fourth quarter, like the chaos offense. Like I know they were very low scoring this year, but like, their top point getter in that game was like Matt Reese who like yeah he's great at his position but like it's not like Josh Burns, Dane Smith like one of those guys that just yeah. speaks so highly to how like I think the water dogs do such a good job at like making tweaks after each quarter and like figure out where their issues are and like Jack Rillette I thought did a good job going one-on-one with Michael Sowers mm-hmm. you know like because Sowers is someone that can't just like go off and like go and score four goals or like feed like five different goals but I feel like he very much was just kind of like dodging from S and he like kind of picked his opportunities there because I didn't think this chaos defense looked bad at all they also did a super good job it's just like what we've been saying all season long this water dog offense is so versatile it's so hard for any defense to like be like okay well I don't want to slide from this guy or like we'll put the short stick on this guy because their midfield's just as dangerous as their attack you know, they had Ryan Brown back. He didn't play a ton just because they have gotten so inside groove with Ethan Walker. Yeah. I think that's a really good move by Andy totally. Copeland. Yeah. And I don't know. I was just like, you could tell, like, I'm not saying the chaos didn't want it because it's very obvious they did want it just as much. But the Water Dogs, I've 
said it so many times. I'm like, they're the only team I feel like that plays a complete game this whole season every time, like, and really excel in those last, like, couple minutes. And they did. They played a complete game. I don't think they came out looking as great as they wanted to, but it didn't matter because they're able to tweak things and fix things. And they have all so many different guys to step up, you know, like yeah. their defense does not get near enough credit. Dylan Ward's fucking insane. He doesn't get enough credit. And he's like, with, yeah. won a title now at every single level, I think. Yeah. Cause so, we talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was very, you know, and I, I, I did say this last week. I, I thought that it was going to come down to the goaltending and you made a very, very good point. As I was watching our show back last week, cutting clips, like the NLL aspect of this, I think absolutely could have played a part. Yeah, it was the press conferences after kind of tough because speaking to the chaos, like Josh Burren in particular, he had a very like honest one. And which I really did appreciate, you know, that's got to be tough to have to face the media directly after a loss from totally. that. And of course people did like bring up like, oh, now like you've lost to Dylan Moore twice in a championship game in the last like span of six months. And he also like pointed out something that I didn't really think about this at the time. Like those guys, like I knew were like, I think we didn't even said it. Like they're going straight from NLL to PLL. But he was like, it really was like for the chaos, especially last year, they went from championship game right into NLL mm-hmm. some of them played in like Maryland last October in those outdoor games then they went right into NLL played up to the championship in the NLL hopped right into the PLL and now like they have like a month yeah right? he's like we're just like burnt the fuck out <laughs> yeah that's a good point especially because like it's not even like you're playing lacrosse 11 months out of the year it's like you have to go from different types of lacrosse and different types of lacrosse with different teammates mm-hmm. hopping into a season that's like in full fucking swing already and it's like yeah. we've gotten into that before like the timing of these seasons needs to be better it needs to be different not only for the players but for viewership and crossover of other seasons and stuff like that but it's like I can't even imagine like some of these guys whose full-time job 11 months out of the year is lacrosse Like, I think that I would get so confused because like, I just would be playing different types of lacrosse and be like, wait, fuck, like, I can't do that in this game. And it's like, now they do have a month off and things are different and they have some time to rest and stuff like that. But it's like, you're probably never actually healthy. Mm -hmm. Oh, no way. Like, yeah, you have like this month off and stuff, but the amount of injuries these these guys probably have and just like built up stuff that they have not been able to fully deal with. And then I do just feel so bad for those chaos bandits guys because yeah, it's now two losses and then it comes to hand like because Dylan Ward played insane out of his mind. And again, he's one of the best goaltenders in the world for a reason, but that just has to be so, so like bitter. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, but perhaps Dylan Ward. Yeah, Dylan Ward's fucking King. insane. <laughs> it was my roommate Colleen she's like you know she's very tall and so we were watching the game and she's like who is that tall man in the drink goal? of water sweatpants <laughs> yeah always has the sweatpants on <laughs> I'm like team Canada man they're getting it done <laughs> team Canada just better than us at everything like at water dogs face off wearing like fucking Zach Courier, Ryland Reed, Jake Withers, Dylan Ward, like all those guys, like like Team Canada. Like we talk so much about the Canadians on the chaos and like bandits and all this. I'm like, 
water dogs just as much so <laughs> that's literally yeah. just team canada and then people like michael sowers kira mccardle connor kelly yeah all right so before we talk about potentially any nhl stuff any other notes or like a high low hero of the game anything you think could have gone differently any other comments hmm. uh i have two highs from the game well okay no i'm first my hero i'm gonna start with my hero at halftime, you know, they have little kids come up and like talk, whatever, like freaking. <laughs> they were asking these little kids what they like about lacrosse. <laughs> and this little boy goes, I like dapping up my teammates and trucking people. Hell yeah. That kid is a king. That kid is busting and amazing. <sighs> that is such a straight face, like so seriously. Like it was not joking whatsoever. Like that was his genuine answer. I was all right <laughs> my name's big al and i hit dingers <laughs> like noted <laughs> crushing it all right i like, take that hi. okay i got well one of my highs i almost feel like i shouldn't call it a high because i feel like it's probably not a great moment for the chaos but when chase frazier just punched, he's a hothead I was like, I'm sorry, that's fucking hilarious. Because then Maddie Phelan on the page, like, not a good idea to throw a punch during championship game. He was also the one who got in that sideline fight earlier this year. Like, he's a hothead. I was like, okay, this would be like in the con. Because in the moment, I was like, that's the stupidest thing you could be doing right now in a championship game, especially when it's still very much like you just need to hit a two pointer and you guys are right back in this. That's the worst thing you could have done in this moment. But I'm like, it was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> I'm curious how Andy, like, how do you think people, like, how do you deal with that? Yeah, I don't know. Because, again, like, it'd be one thing if it was, like, a random regular season game, whatever. I'm like, it's not a championship, buddy. Like, And it's not like you but, could, like, punish him next week or anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that was, I thought now looking back, like after having rewatched it, I was like, I mean, that was pretty funny. <laughs> it is, it is, and it's objectively funny if yeah. you're like not a fan or a teammate or a coach. Like that's fucking yeah. funny. Like it's it yeah. just like I thought, dude, we talked about that fight earlier this year. I was like, this is fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. That was against, the, other... that was against the Chrome. Yeah, it was. So. My other high, I think would be in the very last few seconds of the game when um because you know obviously blaze is someone that can also play attack we see him play attack in the NLS. that was awesome and he towers at him like just he's like fuck it fuck it send him green ward but like fuck it why not and i love last how the broadcast try anything i know that you can relate to this because obviously we watch a lot more lacrosse than the average person i have never heard the espn broadcast talk about or ESPN ABC whatever it was a broadcast in general for the PLL talk about NLL crossover but in that moment they talked about how he plays attack in the NLL and I was like did I hear that I know every now and then they'll make a little NLL comment or they'll just be like oh the indoor lead but I'm Mm -hmm. like Blazer is playing attack you have to acknowledge the fact that he does not play goal and they the did wing. so i'm glad that they was, did when we went to the game i remember sitting there and i saw blaze on the field and i was like wait what the fuck he doesn't play goalie in nll and you were like no he plays attack and i was like versatile bus and king 
you know, I, I forget who said this. It might have been Austin Owens was like, because speaking to how these guys have to prepare like so quickly, I didn't even think of this. Blaze has to bulk up for the PLL season and then drop like 30 pounds for NLL mm-hmm. play pack. Mm-hmm. Like that's fucking nuts. And he just does that. Like he's like, I don't know what number pro season this is for him, but I'm like, that's a fucking insane like cycle. I think NLL Blaze should bring back Earring Blaze. <laughs> if you don't know this about Blaze Reardon, he has his ears pierced, but doesn't wear earrings. I think attack Blaze Reardon should be edgy as fuck and bring back the earrings. I like that. <laughs> I I think that all the wings have to do to win a championship is Blaze just has to rock some black diamonds. That's it. Yeah. And they're in it. It's over. <laughs> oh man um i don't do, do you have a low oh um, honestly no all right like, i'm still riding that high of getting to rub it in everyone's faces as soon as we got in the press conference i was like congrats sarah like oh, fucking right you yeah. all are so fake i am part of the 6.2 percent yeah, we were on the water dogs early and like early before the playoffs. Like we were like this team, this is it. We we see. I was so excited because Coach Copeland, I saw him after the game and he was like, You picked that. <laughs> I did. I Nobody did. talks about how this was the battle of the Andes. Where was that headline? <laughs> Andy on Andy crime. Seriously, love Andy on Andy <laughs> What the fuck? Why wasn't that? Sarah, why wasn't that a headline? I'm sorry. Andy Towers came into the press conference directly after. And like, everyone, you know, like, he's the first person to come in. Like, no players come in or whatever. Everyone's like quiet because you don't know what the vibe is. You guys don't have to be so depressing. <laughs> I love him. I mean, he's like, he's one, you know, he's found success. Like, they had a shitty season. They didn't expect to be here. Andy Towers is a motherfucking real one. LFG AT. I have one more comment on this. And I would just like to say, I think it's great that the Water Dogs won. One, just because it is like now you have, okay, you've had three different championship winners. But the fact that the Water Dogs are an expansion team, like Andy Copeland built that team up himself. Like those original six teams, like they were just like placed kind of like based off of college and like playing in the MLL, like Mm -hmm. who's played with who. Andy Copeland built that roster himself. Like, this is the first PLL team that's been built, like, from bottom up. And they just won the fucking championship. And I think that speaks a lot. When you look back to their first season, you know, obviously 2020. I forget who said it, but they're like, our first season together was fucking two weeks. Like, yeah, we didn't play well, but, like, we knew each other for two weeks. And we just went out there. Like, of course not. It wasn't a great season. In 2021, they somehow get that first round, uh, first round by, lose the whip snakes, and it's like, okay, you guys are right there though. Like you still were able to lock up that number one spot in the regular season, and now third season, win the fucking championship. Like that's so good for the league. I yeah. think. Yeah, I agree. I think anybody but the whips or chaos is good for the league, but let alone an expansion team. So um yeah or I mean I, okay I 
might be saying this because I'm like two shots deep of alcohol after the fucking 30 minutes <laughs> that I had before this show. I'm a little fucking sad that the PLL season is over. Like I'm oh. a little, I'm sad. I'm like, I don't know what to fucking do with myself right now. I'm still kind of trying to like figure it out. Like this week's just been like, like I said, I really haven't been a human up until last night. But then like today I finished my uh, MVP story. I was like, now what? Now what the fuck do I do? I know. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just, it's such a big part of our show. Like, I feel like that's like a way that this is so sappy. What the fuck am I about to say? <laughs> like, we kind of have like bonded through the PLL, like our first trip yeah. together, we went to an NLL game. Like, I don't know, like this is our second season kind of being active about it. And that I feel like, I don't know. It's just, I, I'm a little, I'm a little sad, but yeah, I'm also I'm, relieved I'm, that it's over. I'm big, sad girl. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'm, we're not going to cry. Um, <laughs> No tears will be shed over lacrosse today. No. Um, obviously, NHL stuff, big NHL podcast. Practices are back. Captain's practices have happened. Nothing super exciting. Like, the media coverage is kind of cool. Some of the shots are dorky. I'm just so mad at the Sharks. Their drafting has sucked. Like, I just, they're fucking terrible. I don't know. I'm not excited. I know that you're excited about the Bruins season. I don't have any notes. Do you have any comments? I feel like it's like with every other just kind of like preseason like you're excited and stuff but there's really not much to talk about especially considering like half these guys probably aren't going to play in a preseason game and if they do it's going to be for like five minutes and they're going to give it a half-ass effort like do you feel like sentimental for any reason over the fact that like this is probably the last time a lot of the guys in the band will be together definitely about Bergeron like, that's been my, like, me. I'm like, this has to be his last run. Like, this is for sure his last run, I would think. But I think once the season, like, actually gets going, we see what the team looks like after injuries and whatnot, then I feel like I'll probably get more sentimental. Right now, I'm just, like, so excited to have it back because, like, I have nothing to watch. <laughs> I don't know if I've asked you this. Do you think that Bergie stayed because of the coaching change? I don't think so. I think it was more just like, it was very clear that things with the Bruins, like the way things ended, they needed a clear leader. And with like Marshawn injured, like McAvoy injured, Grizzly injured just to start the season. Like there's so much turnover that roster. You don't really know what it's going to look like. I think at this point, you kind of need that guy there just to transition the team towards being more like McAvoy or hopefully pastas it mm-hmm. sounds like they're hoping to get something done I'm not going to hold my breath at, at this moment but as you are in these kind of transition years it feels like he's someone that you need in the locker room as long as possible yeah um I think that fans of the show can kind of expect our PLL segment to transition into our NHL segment kind of the same I mean we're obviously going to talk some NLL stuff I feel like mm-hmm. we're probably not as big into the NLL as the PLL just because obvious reasons um but yeah like last like same as last year like our nhl segment's huge so get excited for that if you're an nhl fan lots of stuff coming there especially because sarah's back um doing all her nhl stuff um we don't have a guest this week pop culture i think the most evident thing which i have in our notes i don't know if you have anything that you want to talk about outside of this the fucking adam levine drama is unreal so 
if you, which I feel like a lot of our audience is like older males. So if you need a backstory on this, Adam Levine is the lead singer of the band Maroon 5. And he is married to a Victoria's Secret model named Bihati Prince Lou. Prince Lou, I think it's Prince Lou. I don't know if it's Prince Lou or Prince Lou. Regardless, they have a child together and another child on the way. She is like super pregnant. And it came out and I don't want to speculate about this girl just because I'm not in the industry of bashing women or slut shaming women or whatever. But basically, originally it was one girl who came out and made a TikTok with receipts of her having a over a year long affair with Adam Levine. Video goes viral and now five other women have come out in this whole scandal. And yesterday he was seen out for the first time with his wife. He released a statement like, I never cheated. I crossed the line. I said some stuff. And that was when there was only one accuser of this affair. And now there's like multiple with receipts. His former yogurt teachers come out and been like, he was very inappropriate with me. Talked about my ass, asked if we could like have sex, like all of these kinds of things. I can't imagine, first of all, being married to a Victoria's Secret model and cheating on her with like other, like a yoga teacher or like some Instagram, whatever, let alone my wife being so pregnant that this came out. The sex just made it so much worse. I like rinsed out of my skin reading those. I was like, I'm sorry. You people continue. That was like, like again, not blaming any of these girls. Like, obviously, power dynamics, whatever. But like, you continued the conversation after this man said some of the most asinine shit I've seen in my life. I may need to see the booty. I'm like, excuse you. I may need to see the booty. Also, okay. okay. This also kind of spun out because I don't know who the person like that Sarah chick was. I think that's her name who posted the video like slut shaming the original girl. And then M. Radikowski, Radikowski, M. Rada, whatever her name is, Victoria's Secret model also got involved and was like, you don't need to be sex shaming this girl. She's in her 20s. He's almost twice her age. He's married, power dynamics, blah, blah, blah. Do not slut shame this girl. Like he was absolutely involved. It was consensual. She's not luring anybody in with anything. He sent all of these messages. And I'm so pro M Rada now. Like I was never like pro or anti, like especially after all that stuff that happened with that music video she was in before she was like super famous. But now mm-hmm. I'm like a fan. Like I'm a fan. Yeah, I just think the whole thing is it's just- Adam Levine should not get away with this. No, but it's like, <laughs> It's, I mean, and I don't want to speculate, like, obviously I'm sure that there's like some turmoil in their marriage now, but like they went out with like smiles yesterday. Like that statement that he put out just seemed like utter bullshit. Like, yeah. Especially cause he was like, I like toyed the line, blah, blah, blah. Like I didn't cross anything. I'm a married man, yada, yada. And I'm like, honestly, I would divorce you immediately just for saying I might need to see the booty. Yeah. I'm like, those texts alone would make you be like, fuck that we have like kids like I don't give a fuck that I'm pregnant that we've been married this long like you're cheating on me and you're not even doing it well (laughs) dude between Adam Levine cheating on a Victoria's Secret model that's pregnant with his second child and (laughs) Emay potentially cheating on Neil Long after like the Beyonce and Emrata and everybody else I have said this before and I'll say it again I am getting gayer and gayer by the day (laughs) 
truly <laughs> like could you imagine a woman sending a text saying i may need to see the booty <laughs> can you no like i no <laughs> or cheating on a pregnant spouse yeah no women the just don't audacity the audacity even if she wasn't pregnant she's a fucking victoria's secret model and this is why i will die on the hill that women are superior <laughs> we are the motherfucking superior gender hey fucking men <laughs> <laughs> Um, I figured that was going to be your pop culture shit. Yeah. Okay. Tea Party. I don't know if you have one. I put in our notes. I don't know if you saw this, but the COO of Beyond Meat, which was purchased by Tyson Foods for whatever that's worth. Like this guy's not a vegan, whatever. I just want to throw that out there. A vegetarian, whatever. Went to an Arkansas Razorbacks game. Was leaving the game. And whoever was parked next to him was driving, I don't know, for whatever this worth, Subaru bumped into like the tire of his Bronco. Gets out of his car, punches the window out of the person's car and bit off the man's nose. What the fuck? Ate this man's nose. Excuse me? (laughs) Why is that... First of all, why is that your initial instinct as like retaliation? Second of all, I think it's fucking hilarious that the COO of a vegan meat company participated in cannibalism. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I could, okay, here's the thing. I feel like I can say this as a Southerner slash someone who grew up in the SEC, not, no, SEC, (laughs) slash someone who went to school, bartended, lived in the SEC, whatever. If I had, like, if you gave me one choice to pick the school that I think someone would support that is into cannibalism, I would absolutely, no questions asked, no second guess needed, pick a fucking Arkansas Razorbacks fan to be that person. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no questions asked. I literally would have even had to think about it. I would have been like, Arkansas. (laughs) And I mean that with my whole chest. (laughs) Like, have you ever thought about like biting someone's nose in a fight? I've also never been in a fight, but I don't think I would. I've never thought about biting anyone's anything. <laughs> I've never even like been in a traffic jam or been cut off and been like, you know what? I want to punch that person's window out. Yeah. Like you're leaving a football game. People are tired, probably been drinking, like whatever. I get all, I get all of that. But like his mugshot also, if you haven't seen it, wild. I just think it's insane that the COO of a vegan meat company is a cannibalist like that's awesome so I had to talk about it because fuck Razorbacks fans uh do you have a tea party segment um not too much it's kind of like tea party kind of not but so it was the bachelorette finale this week Mm. it was some of the worst television I've ever watched in my fucking life as those shows are going bachelor bachelorette fan 
first of all, it was three hours long, which I was like, okay, I get it. Like we have two bachelorettes this season. But I was like, this has also been one of the worst seasons I've There's ever two? seen. I'm kind of, yeah. I'm like, I don't particularly want to watch three hours of television for a shitty fucking season. Mm-hmm. It went so fucking off the rails. I don't know, like, if you, like, follow it at all, but this girl, one of the bachelorettes I really liked, her name's Gabby, she had a kid, a guy, Eric, good for them, whatever. The real tea was, so, Rachel, who is equally pretty batshit, I will say, I was not a big fan of her, it was very clear that she didn't really care who she ended up with, it was just she wants to be engaged, like, there were guys who were very nice to her, very caring to her, like a lot better than who she originally, who she ended up with. But they were like, well, I don't think I'm ready to, for a proposal. Like as soon as the show ends, like it's still, we've only known each other for a few weeks, like, but I want to pursue an actual relationship. And she's like, no, like if you don't want to propose to me, then no. So she got what? rid of like, everyone except this one guy named Tino who was a piece of shit, very clear he came on the show to be like, oh, I want to be an influencer, like that type of deal. So it was just kind of telling Rachel everything she wanted to hear. There was no like clear connection between them. She visited his family at the hometowns week. His parents ripped her apart. And her dad's actually been on Facebook throughout the season, just ripping on the show and Rachel. Oh, not Facebook. Yeah. And so all this shit just like blows up and then, they in the finale like it's never a good sign when in the bachelorette finale someone gets engaged 20 minutes into it so I was like I don't know anything about it going I'm like this going downhill so quickly Tino ended up cheating on her like a few weeks later on the show or like IRL IRL and so then like they ended up like following like she went and confronted him after a few weeks about it they had the cameras running so and he was like I don't know if he was drunk or what. It was some of the most insane <gasps> shit I've ever seen. Like, he was like, oh, like, you wanted to know why, like, I kissed someone. He's like, I still, like, love you. As soon as I kissed that girl, I, like, knew that I wanted to be with you. Like, all this <laughs> stuff. And he went in journaling while they were Men fighting. Shit. So he could write down everything she was saying to use against her later no fuck you like this engagement's off like whatever and then they have like the live show for the finale and he comes on and like again just spewing shit out of his mouth but then she's also like there has to be more to the story because he's like you're not mentioning stuff like whatever I don't know what actually went down between two I think they're both equally insane but then the guy that she kicked off right before Tino so the like second to last guy remaining his name's Avon and he was the one that was like actually genuinely nice to her like she had a good connection but he's like oh like I don't think I'm right for an engagement yet like I want to like just pursue a regular relationship with you and she's like no they had him come on the stage as she, like Tino was still on and it was just like okay this guy's definitely a piece of shit and stuff but this feels like bullying like this yeah. is like not a good and Rachel like said after she's like I didn't know they were going to do that because then she like left to go talk to Avon or something Tino just like left standing on the stage and looked like super confused and uncomfortable and I was like yeah like that guy's a piece of shit but like you just humiliated that man on national television like I don't, it was just a fiasco I don't understand how it's not a green flag that someone doesn't want to get engaged after like week like a couple weeks of dating I don't understand at all, especially because though the other bachelorette, Gabby, she's very like 
mature like probably like what I don't usually love any of people really I think she's very mature like she's very open that she's had a lot of mental struggles like her and her mom are estranged so like she has like mommy issues and stuff she's very open about that she's like it makes parental issues we stand. yeah like it makes me someone <laughs> that like has to like really be open with my emotions otherwise like I'm going to act out in a way that like people aren't going to understand yeah and so her and Good this guy her. Eric yeah that she ended up with text you know how it usually is with these things like they get engaged and texts come out from like an ex like oh he was still texting me before the show mm-hmm. started and they like tackle that like head on she's like he told me a few days before like that was gonna come out and we talked it through she's like yeah like I think he's a douchebag in those texts I think he's an asshole she's like but also we haven't even met at that point like yeah she was just very good, open yeah. which yeah. is mature like, like they're like married right the second she's like we have a lot we still have to work on like yeah there's no rushing anything and then yeah. Rachel is just like if you don't want to get married to me now then like what the fuck's the point of this and I get that's like the premise of the show but you yeah. also like if you wanted to work out that's not how relationships work <laughs> yeah and honestly like me personally I don't really have any strings still attached with an ex but it's like if I were going on a show where I knew that I could potentially be engaged to someone within like the next three months. And I did have those strings still attached. Like I'd probably want to clear them up before I did that. You know what I mean? Like that's not like the craziest thing in my opinion. So I do think that that's a really mature response. And the fact that like, she's like, Hey, I, I understand that. I get that. Like you're transparent, especially I didn't have to hear it from another person's mouth. Like I appreciate that. I just thought because like people were acting like these texts were like so damning or whatever the texts were again right before the show started he had been like he apologized to I don't know how they ended like the, him and this ex-girlfriend had already been broken up before the show started like it's not like he broke up with her yeah to go on the show he's just like just you know like I'm going on bachelor like bachelorette whatever and he's like I don't really think anything's gonna come of it like I don't know anything about the show I just thought it would be funny so Gabby's like, yeah, like you're an asshole for saying yeah. that and like whatever. She's like, but you didn't know me. So what the fuck? Like, do I yeah. care? Yeah, exactly. Good for her. Yeah. I don't know. Insane. I've seen like maybe three seasons of that show and I like the seasons that I watched. I just never got too far into it. But like, I totally understand mm-hmm. why people watch it. Like it's good. Like I love, okay. People shit on reality TV. I kind of love reality TV. No, and I'm not even, like, I watch, like, The Bachelor, Bachelorette, and then I watch The Kardashians, and those are the only two reality shows I'm, like, super into, but I'm, like, if I'm, like, because both my roommates watch, like, all the Real Housewives franchise and stuff, I don't really know anything about them, but if I'm, like, just sitting in the living room, I get into it, I'm, like, this shit's yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, it is, like, I don't ever turn anything on other than Love Island UK, or, like, yeah. I'll watch, like, a Kardashian episode if it's, like, in the news or, like, something, like, relevant yeah. happens or something like that. But if it's on TV and I'm at another house, I'm absolutely watching it. I'm not even going to bullshit you. It's funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's entertaining. Like, that's the reason they're so successful. So, that's crazy. Would you recommend yes. people watch this season? This past season? No. Okay, then I will not watch <laughs> it. It was, and they should never have two Bachelorettes again. I don't know why anyone thought that was a good idea. Okay. Good feedback. Um, last segment tweets of the week. I have two things to mention. One, someone slid in my DM, which I did post without the name, obviously, because I'm not trying to out anybody like as one does. Someone asked me if I could send a video of me burping on video. 
for $15. (laughs) I don't know what is worse. Someone having a burp fetish or them lowballing me and my time for $15. Especially a video like my face is in that. What are you talking about? People are into some weird fucking shit. No hate, no shame, but... And also, like, if you're going to be into that shit, you can't make a $15. Like, you know that's a weird request. Yeah, <laughs> you can't make a $15 or request someone's face in it. Yeah, no. Like, I don't kink shame. Like, everyone's into some weird shit on the low. Like, I don't care who you are. Like, you have a fetish of some sort. But what? I don't know. No, no hate, no shade. Like we yeah. said, $15? Uh uh-uh. um, And then my other thing, I'm sure you've seen this because I feel like all of girl sports social media everywhere has had either a response, mm-hmm. a comment, a reply, a video, something. There was, and you know what? After her, first of all, response video, and second of all, her Instagram story that I watched yesterday, I have no problem after she called all of us bitches calling her a bitch this bitch (laughs) fucking made a video saying first of all I don't care if you think people who are into sports are boring I don't care I read I don't give a fuck and that was her whole point is everyone's hurt because I'm calling them boring no bitch that is not why I'm upset I'm upset because you go on to say that you don't care if it's sexist or misogynistic to say that women in sports are the worst people because they're seeking male validation. And that's the only reason that they're in sports. If you haven't seen this, there's this girl who has a video with like an insane comment section and like 65,000 likes saying this on TikTok. And it kind of set the girl's sports world on fire. It really did. Like, and I'm happy for that. But it's like the audacity. Why are you a woman attacking other women? Like you could have left women out of this. And then you'll go on to make a second video saying, well, if you're offended by this, like I'm a fake feminist and you're only offended because I said you're boring and whatever. And then you go on to make an Instagram story playing the victim saying people hurt your feelings while you're calling us all bitches. Like- I just thought the wildest part of it all was the fact she's so casual. Yeah, it's probably internalized. And so I'm like, um, you don't see an issue. Yeah, <laughs> and that's like, what I said. Throw that around. I'm like, okay, so why don't we self-reflect on that maybe instead, and like not just go at these people for this random group of people that have an interest. <laughs> and then she went on to like say that it wasn't against people who have a genuine interest. It was girls who like sports to impress guys, which is the majority of us. And then we all took her video wrong because if you work in sports, she didn't say any of that shit. She didn't say any of that. She just flat out said women who like sports, period. And then in her other video was like, I don't really care if I offended the men, but if you're a woman who blah, 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 pretending to stick up for women. And then in her comments, not only is she deleting comments, but she's calling other girls ugly. You can't be a fucking fake feminist and calling other women ugly. Like you can't. What an insane human. I did see the original video and I was just like, honestly, I immediately blocked it. because I was like, I cannot with this. Like attention seeking thing I've ever seen. And yeah. 
You want to talk about fucking pick me girls? Well, you sound like the pick me of all pick me. Yes. I was so mad that I went through and scrolled through the rest of her videos. And she's like a fake, like woke person just trying to get clicks in general. You want to know what her only interest I found in all of her videos was? Her only interest. What? Law and order SVU. <laughs> she also calls herself a blogger on Instagram with 500 followers. Checks Sit out. down. Sit the fuck down. Sit down. She's like, well, 65,000 people agree with me. Bitch, it's because someone stole your man that was into sports and you're mad. You're mad. Yeah. Maybe I'm boring. <laughs> but the thing is, is that she's the most boring person alive. Ah, <laughs> oh, this girl, I mean, yeah, she got to me. I'm going to admit it. She got to me. Like, it pissed <laughs> me the fuck off. It really, you know, you got the clickbait, sweetie. You got the replies. You got the comments. Whatever you wanted, you got it. You pissed me the fuck off. But like, the, you're right. That was the thing that pissed me off too. And that was the comment that I left is how she was just like, this might be sexist. This is probably some internalized misogyny, but I don't care. And then yeah, she goes on like, to make Instagrams. Okay. Then she goes on to make Instagram stories playing the victim. Like we hurt her feelings. Yeah. Ugh, the worst, the worst. Do you have tweets of the week? No. <laughs> this episode was kind of, all over the place but awesome i don't really know <laughs> i don't know um do you have any closing thoughts nope um my closing thoughts let me know what you guys think of the beta if you're playing it i think it crashed my system other than that tyler we hope your cat didn't get in too bad of a gang fight i don't know <laughs> go dogs <laughs> yeah long live tyler's pussy all right Keep on sipping y'all. Love you guys. Keep looking at you. Ain't nothing new. This is not their world. They know you run the city. Every town, every borough. They know you keep it real. Keep it classy. Keep it thorough. The Sundays are for the boys. The Saturdays for the girls. Get them girl. Get them girl. Because this is not their world. They know you run the city. Every town, every borough. They know you keep it real. Keep it classy. Keep it thorough. The Sundays are for the boys. The Saturdays for the girls. Get them girl. Saturday, y'all. Uh, Saturdays and Celsius. <laughs> With your host, Kendra and Sarah. Uh, y'all know who it is. It's your boy KR. Spot a kiss on the track. <laughs>